Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. So today you want to talk about science in the funny pages, right? Yeah. I don't know whether you're a fan of the funny papers, but I tend to read them almost every day. And a lot of people, if they don't read them daily, they read them on Sunday. And so the Sunday funny papers, the 6th of March, had a non-sequitur science reference that I thought would be worthy of our discussion today. So non-sequitur has a character whose name is Danae, and she's kind of a rebel of a little girl. And she's standing on top of a a kind of a snow cliff getting ready to uh, fly. And her friends say... uh, she's going to test what she calls the reverse Tinkerbell principle. It's her logical extension of the anti-science movement. She says it stands to reason that if you stop believing in science, then the laws of gravity don't apply to you. So you can just float around wherever you like. And so, of course, she tries it and falls flat on her face. And then the other little friend says, did you tell her that's superseded by the Neil deGrasse Tyson edict? He waited until she actually fell on her face to say, the good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. That's a quotation from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And so anyway, that's the, that's the joke. Let's talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who is he and why would he say such a thing? What, what's the, the whole point here? So Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, was born in 1958. He's an American astrophysicist, planetary scientist, author, and science communicator. He studied at Harvard, University of Texas at Austin, at Columbia University, and so forth. So he's, he's got quite a resume. Uh, he's served at planetariums and museums, and it is well-known, particularly since the year 2014. He hosted the television series Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, which was a successor to Carl Sagan's 1980 series, Cosmos, A Personal Voyage. Um, if you read more about him on Wikipedia, you can scroll down to where it talks about his views on spirituality. And the long story short is that while he's been called an atheist, he says it's more accurate to call him an agnostic. Uh, but his views about the supreme being and so forth, it says, every account of a higher power that I've seen described of all religions that I've seen, including many statements with regard to the benevolence of that power, when I look at the universe and all the ways the universe wants to kill us, I find it hard to reconcile that with statements of beneficence. And uh, later on, he talks about when people want to know his stance on religion or spirituality or God. Again, it comes back to that. He says the closest thing to describe him is, is agnosticism. On the Answers in Genesis website, they have a number of articles about him and his views and reviewing that series, that TV series, Cosmos, and responding to his false views there about evolution versus creation. And there's a statement there that says, our ancestors worshipped the sun. This is quoting Tyson on the TV series Cosmos. Our ancestors worshipped the sun. They were far from foolish. It makes good sense to revere the sun and stars because we are their children. The silicon in the rocks, the oxygen in the air, the carbon in our DNA, the iron in our skyscrapers, the silver in our jewelry were all made in stars billions of years ago 
our planet, our society, and we ourselves are stardust. And that's a similar view to some other famous atheists, uh, Lawrence Krauss, a professor at University Arizona State University is quoted as saying, you are all stardust. You couldn't be here if stars hadn't exploded because the elements, the carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, iron, all the things that matter for evolution weren't created at the beginning of time. They were created in the nuclear furnaces of stars. And the only way they could get into your body is for those stars where they were kind enough to explode. So forget Jesus. The stars died so that you could be here today. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's pretty much blasphemy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sure know? is. And uh, and that's kind of where these people are coming from, Tyson. And, and even the, the cartoonist who writes a non-sequitur often takes jabs at people who believe in God and the Bible as if that is somehow anti-science. Uh, we don't have a lot of time to debate this, but just in the few minutes that we have, let's kind of consider the folly of their worshiping of the sun— and uh, being ignorant about the truth of God as creator and God as redeemer and the true giver of life. Uh, if you ever watch that series, Cosmos, with um, it's maddening how he and other scientists act as though evolution just happens automatically. And so you can be talking about something as amazing as eyesight and all the different kinds of eyes that God created in so many different creatures, whether you're talking about fish or insects or birds or humans, uh, the eye is an amazing thing. And the different kinds of eyes that God created are amazing. You know, there are simple eyes, there are compound eyes, you have the eyes of an iguana that can look around in every direction, and you have uh, human eyesight with all, all of its uh, special characteristics. You have the eyesight of eagles and hawks that is amazing in its visual acuity. Uh, to act as though that could just happen, you know, like that, the snap of a fingers and just automatically by accident, by random changes in, in the genetic code, is, is utter foolishness. Uh, and to, to call that science when it's really a religious faith that defies the evidence of observable science, what we actually see in the universe around us, is, is really quite foolish. And coming full circle on this, I would say his statement that the good thing about science is that it is true whether or not you believe in it could be said about Christianity, right? Christianity is true whether or not you believe in it. You know, the historic fact that God created the universe that human beings rebelled against God and brought upon themselves sin and death, that God promised, and then in the fullness of time sent his son Jesus to redeem us from our sin, that Jesus really did live and suffer and die on a cross and rise again on the third day. That's historical fact. Right. It's true whether you believe it or not. There are eternal consequences if you don't believe in it. You know, Jesus himself, the risen Lord Jesus says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So there are statements of the Bible that have the promise of eternal life to all who repent of their sins and believe in Jesus as they're crucified and risen and Savior and Lord. But the flip side of that is those who reject Christ will find out on the last day that it is true, even though they don't believe it's true, and they find the eternal consequences will be eternal separation from their Creator and Lord, who wants to save them. And so, you uh, think about Psalm 2, where it mentions God gets the last laugh there. So this Messianic Psalm, Psalm 2, says, He who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord holds them in derision. 
He will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them with his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. And of course, that's speaking ultimately of Jesus, who has come. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. And those who uh, reject him will experience his anger and perish, whereas those who believe in Jesus will find refuge in him and experience his full salvation when he comes again. Thanks for the information today. And also, I guess what you're saying is, even in the uh, funny papers, we need to be on guard for uh, anti-Christian viewpoint. Absolutely. And look for opportunities then to respond to that and to bring out the good news of salvation for those who may not yet believe. Right. Can you lead us in the prayers we wrap up this segment? I would be glad to do so. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you desire not the death of a sinner, but that all would repent and live. Hear our prayers for those outside the church. Take away their iniquity and turn them from their false gods to you, the living and true God. Gather them into your holy church to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Pastor, for being on the program today. My pleasure. We are The Messenger, KFUO. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.